0: Hello Voices, my name is Joe Troy and I'm a multi-award winning voiceover and host of a voiceover's audio adventure podcast. a bi-weekly show where I learn about the voiceover and audio industry and share with you all the stories, tips and tricks along the way. Marketing. The action of business or promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. Without people knowing that something exists, then how would someone find you? Who do I contact and how? Today's adventure is delving into the world of voiceover marketing. I'm fully aware that the subject of marketing is very complex and includes many other topics such as social media, search engine optimization, etc. But I'm going to save that for another day. I'm going to focus mainly on outbound marketing how you should market your product in general, things to consider, who you should market to, where and how. Marketing in the early stages of your journey should be at the forefront of your daily tasks as the whole reason you're doing it is to get more work and meet other voiceovers. I focus on LinkedIn to network and grow my client base and Instagram, Twitter, etc. to keep up to date with what the VO community is doing. My process, in essence, is find production companies, advertising agencies, creative agencies, and VO agencies. Tell them a little about me, what I do, what I've done, and what I can offer, and wait for a reply. If I get one, great. If not, then send a reminder periodically. This process never stops. In theory, it sounds easy, but in practice, it can seem like chasing your tail. Work smarter, not harder, and consistency is key. Let's see what some other VOs do.
1: Hey guys, this is Camille from Voiced by Camille. How long have you been a VO? I've been in the industry now for about six months, so I'm still a baby. But when it comes to marketing, I knew that I'm going to have to have some type of plan or strategy so that I can consistently find work. What method of marketing and or platform brings you the best results and work? Currently, it's cold email marketing and I've kept it really basic in regards to who I've been reaching out to because I'm still quite fresh. So I'm just at a stage where I'm still learning and growing, improving and just focused on collecting useful techniques so that when I do start marketing myself properly, my ability and skills are the best they can be. Imagine I'm out here trying to promote my voice and expertise and it's all poor quality. Like, that's just dead. (laughs) Because it won't actually matter how much marketing I do, I won't succeed. Um, I've had to get really comfortable with cold emailing because I've realised if I want to have a long career, I'm going to have to find my own work by whatever channels are available to me. I mean, what's the worst that can happen what they just don't get back to me? But, you know, I'm going to keep trying. So that's what I've been doing (laughs) and it's been working. What do you find most challenging or dislike about marketing? Having to put myself out there makes me feel really vulnerable and the idea of having to sell my voice as a business still irks me. But I had to really check my mindset and stop looking at it like I'm selling because I'm not a natural salesperson at all. (laughs) But I'm me and I can do me. So that's what I do. I maintain professionalism and I'm always polite. But I show my personality because I have to have fun with this. If I'm not having fun, I just don't see the point in doing it. And I might as well give up. And that is definitely not an option.
2: I'm Kelly McBride. I've been a voiceover artist full time since around mid 2021. So I still consider myself somewhat of a newbie. So I don't have one particular platform or method of marketing that works best for me. I think when you're a newbie or whether you're an established voiceover, you should always be testing and learning what works well for you and essentially planting your seeds far and wide to see what grows. I like to sort of think of it as an exercise in figuring out where your audience likes to hang out and how they like to be communicated with. Uh, You know, you wouldn't necessarily use the same tactics for contacting a gaming developer as you would for reaching out to an instructional designer uh, for e-learning, for example. So I will always tailor my approach. I will always research a company or an individual in advance to see how and where they're most active online so that, um, you know, I can come prepared. So whether that's striking up a conversation on LinkedIn, if I see that they use that platform a lot, if they post a lot, or Instagram, if they post a lot of their content there, or just good old email marketing, I've had a lot of success with that. Just going directly, especially with freelancers like uh, animators or sound designers, they love emails um well at least in my experience so yeah ultimately I think it's an exercise in testing and learning what works for you I think the most challenging aspect of marketing for me is being consistent with it over time and doing it every single day. Working in advertising, you learn that the companies that have the most success have an always-on strategy across different channels, and that means that they're constantly at the top of a consumer's mind, so that when a consumer is ready to buy that product, they immediately think of that particular brand. And it's the same when you run your own business. I think that in order to grow my business, I should be marketing myself in some way, big or small, every single day, just to put myself in front of potential voice buyers. But it can be hard, like when you've actually got to do the work itself, when you're auditioning, um, or when you just have other priorities in life. You know, I have a toddler that takes up a lot of my time and energy. So I think that pressure to be constantly on is a big challenge and also just figuring out what to say. But again, it's a question of testing and learning what sort of content resonates with your audience and what you like to create. Um, And I suppose that the more you sharpen that tool, whether it's writing blogs or creating videos, the easier it gets and the less of a chore it is. So that's what I'm trying to do more instead of laboring over the idea of it too much.
0: As always, I want to get in the mind of an expert and ask questions. I reached out to a friend of mine, award-winning voiceover, Chris Tester, to have a little chat. Even though I know he won't call himself an expert, I definitely used a lot of his online resources and courses early in my career, which has helped me immensely and have adapted over time. We spoke about what you need in order to start marketing, how to construct marketing emails, who to contact, why people hate marketing, and more. How are you, sir?
3: I'm good. I'm all right. Just kind of like chugging along, really. Uh, I suppose as we all as we all kind of like do now that autumn is properly here. Yes. So uh, not at all panicking about uh, you know end of year goals. If you want to talk voiceover stuff. Uh,
0: <laughs> so. The reason why I wanted to speak with you today, when I first started, I actually used a lot of your marketing um resources that you would post on, you know, Instagram, um, Skillshare, yep. et cetera. And I find them very useful. And even though you may not consider yourself to be an expert, because I know you're a very humble man, you are, uh, <laughs> I definitely oh, consider totally, you yeah. as, you know, one of the voiceovers out there, at least in in my world on my radar that consistently puts out marketing and educational content that, you know, not only myself find useful, but people that I speak to find useful. So I wanted to, you know, just talk about marketing, you know, from a very ground level. Um, I know you have a lot of resources out there, so sure. I will point people in your direction, you know, after the talk, but um, just to touch base on some questions that I have that other people have asked me to ask. So yeah, um, how does that sound? Yeah, no,
3: of course, I mean, uh, I mean, that sounds terrible. There's no way I'm agreeing <laughs> to that kind of stuff. Thanks very much, Joe, for the opportunity. And I hope you have a great week until you hit your goal or don't. Uh, of course. Yeah, no, whatever specific questions that you have. There's a lot of stuff that's pre-existing kind of out there. So of I don't want to repeat myself and kind of like bore people. But if there's anything kind of like specific that you want to ask, go ahead. Shoot. Yeah, shoot go okay.
0: Um, so would you like to introduce yourself and um, how long you've been doing VO?
3: Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, so I've been full time in voiceover since twenty seventeen. Um, uh, my the bar was very low for me to go into full time though, because I was just like a jobbing voice actor. I'm um, sorry, a jobbing actor. Uh, but beforehand, and I, other than that, my resting work, my my non actor work, was all zero zero hour contract stuff. So mm. it really didn't take much for me to go, oh, okay. As soon as I got a bit of um momentum with voiceover you know, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the box office job on the front of house job um, because it, it offered minimal security anyway. So within like six months of starting to have a kind of like a home studio of some kind of sorts, uh, I was able to kind of like transition over and focus on it being kind of like full time. And I suppose kind of like looking at the marketing side of things, the first things that I did was you try everything and you see what sticks, you throw everything at the wall and you see what sticks, whether or not you you know it's good or bad or indifferent or whatever. So I signed up to pay to plays. I signed up to freelancing sites such as Fiverr and Upwork. Uh, I um, then started to do kind of like direct email marketing as well, because everyone told me that you needed to do that. I got on social media and kind of started to change my brand. I created a website which was specifically for voiceover rather than just my acting website, all of these kind of things. And then at various different stages, they either took off or they didn't. So the very first job that I got working uh, from home was from a pay-to-play site. That was from, uh, I think, Voice123. The most sustained consistent income that I had certainly for the first three years was Fiverr. Um, And then uh, the direct marketing kind of stuff was a real kind of like slow burn. But uh, has kind of like I'm starting to reap the benefits of that more and more and more. Uh, And the fact that I own those contacts because I'm reaching out to them. I'm not dependent on anything. And then this year specifically as well, the other things have been uh, SEO. uh, And I'm starting to see more people just organically finding me, which is good. And uh, yeah, content creation, generally generally speaking and finding out different platforms. What platforms work for me? What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? And so if you've, you know, if you followed me on Instagram, for example, you'll see that I have tried a variety of different things, mm. a lot of which hasn't worked at all. Um, but that then I've kind of like taken them and kind of modeled them on different things. So I'm kind of, I'm at a stage now where it's kind of like, yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of done some hard graft into it. Yeah. And actually, because I'm still spending a lot of time doing the marketing side of things, I want to try and make the marketing as creative and enjoyable as of possible course. as well. And because yeah. I've got that that client base already kind of established now, I feel as if I have the time to kind of take the risk to experiment. Whereas if I was like, no, I'm I'm living hand to mouth, I couldn't I couldn't do that in the same mm. way.
0: I saw a post you put out the other day on Instagram talking about um, it covered the a, uh, a few bullet points, but one of them that stood out to me was is it too early for me to start marketing when is a good time to start and what do you need in order to start marketing
3: uh i mean a setup that is consistent i think is the main thing i mean i think we we all know that we're all gonna get shit scared the first time we're booked for a job (laughs) Yeah. from our home studio or setups or anything. And that to be honest, that, that feeling never goes away because it just it changes into something different. Because, you know, the imposter syndrome is very good in terms of like finding what your next weakness is. So you yeah. might do 100 a, a directed sessions from from home uh, and think that that means that you're now comfortable in doing it. But there's st- always going to be that voice going like, yeah, you're going to fuck it up and the internet's going to die and your computer's going to explode and your interface is going to set on fire and your microphone's suddenly going to start working. All of those things. Mm. Um, so it never stops it never ends but I think you know consistency uh, I think is almost as important as quality because if something is bad but solvable and at least consistent that's much better than kind of going oh you sound fine oh now it's sounding completely different because you're recording in a different room with a different so I think having that but then really I think we always find it ex- different excuses for not getting started on the marketing like our marketing is not good enough and we're not ready and our demos aren't good enough and we're not good enough and the website isn't ready yet and all of these kind of things. And in actual fact uh, you've got uh, I mean first of all you've got to acknowledge that no one cares. No one cares. No yeah. one no one cares apart from your mum. So th- so there's that aspect and then the other aspect I- is that you only get better by consistently doing, By stuff. doing it yeah. and that means actually putting stuff out there hopefully through practice and through working via trial and error what works and what doesn't work yeah to a certain degree you can see what other people are doing and learn from them but it might not work for you in the same way because although uh you know as voice actors we're all doing a lot of the same kind, kind of thing we're all different products out there we all have different skill sets different personalities different markets as a result and so therefore if i try and copy j- just copy what someone else is kind of doing expecting that i'll get the same results i'll almost certainly kind of like fall on my ass mm-hmm. so I, i'm i'm all for kind of like copying everybody and seeing trying things yeah. on seeing how it works whether or not i enjoy it whether or not i get results from it and that requires some bravery to kind of test for some sustained period of time rather than, you know, adopting a kind of one and done type of attitude. Yeah. Um but but yeah, I mean there's gonna be there's gonna be quite a bit of failure there as well.
0: Why why do you think people don't like the marketer side of things will find it difficult?
3: Well it's not the reason why we started getting in voiceover, is it necessarily? Mm-hmm. I mean whether or not you got in voiceover for the money or because you enjoyed it or you know and you always did like crazy voices or whatever or you aspire to work with certain brands or certain people or certain creative directors or whatever i think uh very few people would be like yeah i just love sending emails i just really like setting up a website uh i really like paying over the odds for a voiceover demo that no one listens to yeah you, you know all of the you know i really love you know, all of uh, the different aspects to social media, you know, endlessly scrolling and comparing myself to other people who I'll never yeah. meet, uh, you know, and chastising myself as not being as apparently successful as they are. You know, all of the, yeah, there are many reasons why not 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 to want to kind of like even get started on that in, in, in many kind of ways, because what we want to be is, you know, behind the mic, doing the stuff, doing the work that we kind of like care and are passionate about. Or being, you know, clapped on the back for having hopefully done a good job or not fuck anything up in any kind of way, shape or form. So it's difficult and it's hard And uh, in that respect. I don't think anybody wants to go like, look at me kind of consistently. But it is the nature of the beast. And I think the other thing is it's that fear of um, missing out, fear of like, well, if I do commit time and stuff to doing one particular thing, what if I don't get results? What if I'm doing the wrong thing? What, am I, what if I'm wasting time so yeah. that means we don't post on social media or we don't send those emails or whatever because we're not 100% convinced because there's always someone out there saying no the best way to you know engage and get voiceover work in 2022 is go on TikTok or start Instagram Reels or you know get on LinkedIn or you yeah. know buy Sales Navigator or whatever So, so you go like well do I commit to the email kind of thing now or do I commit to Cold calling now or whatever, you're so overwhelmed by all of the information, you just remain static and you don't do anything. And I, 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 I'm aware of that because, you know, almost six years down the road, I'm still subject to it myself, mm-hmm. and i would be very free and kind of like open about.
0: And how would you, you know, if going down the direct marketing and emailing people, um I know you do touch upon this in your Skillshare course but how do you construct a marketing email what do you include and how has that changed for you over time
3: okay cool uh i mean do you do you do much direct marketing at the moment now joe Um,
0: at the moment i've been really bad with it um but i do i obviously do market direct marketing yes
3: yeah sure and i think you know it's it's that thing about like I think you'll you'll feel yourself be comfortable with different things at different times. Um the the thing is is that like you know you want to get in and get out as quickly as possible because time is money blah blah blah. You want to be respectful of that. So I've always been in a constant state of refining and getting lower and lower so you know trying to aim for about 150 words, you know, about a minute to a minute and a half of it ta- it takes to read knowing that people won't read it more often than not, that they won't, Uh, you know, there's the whole personalization thing, know that you're addressing the right person. And if you want to throw a compliment in there about their work to show that there's some level of engagement Uh, already, there's the, you know, the voice in the back of your head going like, yeah, but all of the other voice actors are doing that. So what makes, what makes that ping? What makes that different, you know, Uh, and that's certainly true. Which is why my next stage, how that has evolved, really is to do with video. Um, so uh, for me, I record a video here if I, I feel it's worth it, so that I'll I'll have that introductory uh, thing. But I'll say, is is, the, is this you know, to like, the
0: client or is it online? Uh,
3: it's so it's it's to the client, but it's kind of held online. So there are various different kind of video. Uh, you know, things where you can create something that uploads to a kind of like a private server, essentially. Oh, okay. So okay. you can send someone like a, 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 you can send someone a kind of a link, which is actually a GIF, which is a video uh, okay. of yourself, and saying hi, my name's Chris, and I really like such and such and such and such, and saying it that way. So you have it as the um, because I'm being much more selective, and you know, I try and aim to send no more than kind of like five emails a week. Um, so one a day essentially to something very chosen, very specific uh, that I want to reach out to but it but it shows me but it's also because they hear my studio, they hear my voice uh without them having to press play on my demo or anything. They see what kind of person that I'm like and whether or not you know they would like to work with me or not for uh, you know so it catalyzes that decision making process, but I've also invested you know however much in my studio, which is behind me. Thing. they see that yeah. and they see all of this and i make a joke of the fact that yeah you might as you might have guessed it i'm a voice actor because the microphone is front <laughs> and center and all of that kind yeah. of stuff because you've got to be self-aware from it but you're reaching out to people who say that you know <laughs> video and is integral to storytelling in 2022 so maybe reach out in those terms you know it seems like a bit of a no-brainer to me yeah. um so so that's how it's evolved i i mean i don't do it all of the time because obviously you've got to be sensitive to your timing uh you, you know how long does it take but it doesn't take me that long now now that i've got the thing set up and i've got a studio to to, to show off and everything else like that but yeah the, those people that that respond it it does generally get a, a higher response rate rather than about one in ten responding to my emails one in nine responding to my emails i get about one in four responding to a video message instead. Um, You know, if they choose to click on it, which is, you know, the whole thing. So you still got to make sure that it doesn't take a huge amount of time to set up and kind of like do. But Mm. yeah, it's just kind of more and more. It's about kind of, it's the person. This is the personal brand here. Yeah, it's the guy with the teacup and the suit partly. But, you know, it's, it's, this is another, a different way of making yourself seem memorable and i'm always looking for those opportunities where okay everybody's doing this how can you find a way to stand out now that everybody's doing it whilst at the Mm -hmm. same time going like even if everybody's doing it and you can't think of a way of standing out differently that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it shouldn't do it yeah and just go like we'll do nothing then yeah yeah keep doing the thing it might have less good results as it than it did 10 years ago but it'll still get results (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah
0: makes sense and where, where would you say you get the best results um, in terms of marketing your, your business?
3: So would that include things like social media? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And SEO. It's, yeah. it's a whole combination. It really varies. I mean, the, 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 the figures that are easiest to track are always going to be the emails and follow-ups on emails and all of that kind of stuff. But I have, you know, my whole thing is about uh, trying to create more interesting ways uh, first and foremost, of doing this rather than just sending the emails um, and saying, look at me. Uh, I think that's important. Um, and so going into various different types of content creation, has has been a really useful thing to do. And I'm starting to get, the whole idea is this is all outbound stuff. If we want to go really marketing speak, there's the outbound stuff where you're actively reaching out to those people. But there are loads of people out there who might need me, who I'm just unaware of. Because I, you know, my lead generation can only do so much. So inbound leads, inbound working is the thing that I've been kind of like focusing on, and that's where I've started to see quite a bit of traction on LinkedIn, where it's very much a B two B business to business kind of like space, um, which is very much my kind of brand, really, to generalize massively. Um, but like, so I've already seen kind of like inbound work from there. Uh, and TikTok, bizarrely, um, has okay. started to kind of like take off a bit as well for for kind of the kinds of work where I wouldn't know who to reach out to in the first place. Mm-hmm. So just making people aware of me in different kind of ways. But then this all feeds into because of the fear is always kind of like, oh, but I'd spend all this time creating this content or not or whatever. How is it, you know, if it doesn't work, quote unquote, am I just wasting my time? What I what I've now kind of set up in my mind is kind of like say my best performing my best performing um, LinkedIn post for a month or a week, then goes as a blog on my website and it feeds in my SEO. To so if you put in you know British male voiceover, then I'm still going to rank higher uh, as a result of that. You know, so it's keyworded and all of that kind of thing, but it's put up there and. And then I'll use that kind of content in different places. So maybe for a follow-up email as well, yeah. um, you know, I could be, you know, a list of productivity tips to do specifically with videographers or something, which I did as a post. If there's a lot of engagement on it, then that's a very justifiable follow-up, which isn't just, hey, look at me, I'm another voiceover and here's another demo. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's finding ways of being able to, you know, provide solutions or entertainment or some other kind of thing to be a bit more memorable um than just here's this amazing explainer video that I did. Although that's obviously just as valid. It's just finding different ways around it. So so mm. so that's it. I'd say the core is still the direct marketing in terms of the marketing that I do that I go out there. But my focus is much more now on getting the inbound stuff in in a in a more kind of conscious way.
0: In terms of, you know, when, you know, speaking from personal experience There's been times where I felt like I've plateaued in terms of marketing and finding new clients. How have you got over that? You know, if you felt that way, because obviously there's times when you're getting a lot of work and you might get a bit lazy and not do marketing or might not have the time to do marketing, Mm -hmm. but you're still getting work. And then you're thinking to yourself, okay, I'm going to do some, some research, look for some new clients, but then you come across the same clients, the same clients, the same clients. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and that, what do I do now?
3: Well, I mean, this is the whole reason why, in all honesty, I'm I'm looking at the inbound stuff because it's mm. like, uh, you know, with however many people that there are out there, I there's part of my mind that rationally knows like I haven't obviously exhausted all of the clients in the world, yeah, but. Of you'll have approached all of the main big hitters in some way, shape or form. The big hitters may change, you know, Giles may move to that agency and Lisa may move to that, you know, advertising agency. And so you can try and double check that kind of stuff as much as possible. But yeah, you plug video production London (laughs) into Google, (laughs) you're only going to get a certain number of kind of like results. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, I certainly wouldn't want to be the person who's got the, admin address for the number one result on that uh, because I'm sure they're absolutely fucking inundated Mm. Uh, and damn near kind of like, Oh, another voice actor. I can't wait to respond. So uh, the inbound stuff is where I think it's more interesting because I can be a bit more creative. I can think a bit more kind of laterally um, uh, about kind of things. Um, And so therefore the people that I'm not aware might even know Uh, about voiceover or need a voiceover kind of come to me. I can give a very specific example, which is that there was a video game. Uh, I can't say because I have signed an NDA, which makes me sound like a wanker, I I feel. Uh, But but I'll tell you about it anyway. (laughs) No, there's a game developer that, Uh, Yeah, no, there's a game developer who will go unnamed, who I greatly admired kind of like growing up in terms of playing all of their games and stuff. I didn't realize that he was working on a new IP or anything else like that at all, uh, or even that, you know, that they were casting uh, for anything recently. But then... The writer for that project put a post on LinkedIn. Now, I wasn't connected to that person. I didn't know that that writer existed, so I didn't see the post. But because a lot of my mutual connections were connected in, in that kind of like way, and lots of them added me in the comments saying, Chris would be perfect for this. You should consider, you should see Chris tester, blah, 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 blah. And that got me, I didn't even have to audition. They just like looked at my website and said, you want to do the thing? So I did yeah. the thing and it was great. Uh, and that was, but that, I was completely unaware. I wouldn't have no, known who to have contacted. You go to that company's website. There's no reference to the person who was the contact that, that reached out to me or, or anything. So it was, you know, as, as far as trying to do it in an outbound kind of way, There was just nowhere to kind of like start with it. But because I put content out there that had demonstrated that I might not be a dick and might be sometimes quite good at my job, uh, enough people were kind of had me the dreaded phrase top of mind, but it's there for a reason. You know, I was top of mind enough that people kind of went like this guy, baby, because God, he's everywhere. And that worked. So I'm getting more instances of that kind of stuff. And that's taking off the pressure of like, I need to do lead gen. I mean, the the other thing is obviously is that you just, you build up a good relationship with, if, if you're not doing the lead generation yourself, someone who has knowledge in a particular industry. And I worked with a virtual assistant who specifically had knowledge in a particular industry and said, could you do lead gen for this? And you can think of the titles that you should be looking for. Yeah. You know, uh, rather than me going, it's creative directors and head of production. And I don't know what every other phrase that you normally, you know, you go down your own client list and go, what do they call themselves? Being able to target a specific industry with an insider and go like, who's making these decisions? And can you, you know. Can you do that? So there's, I think there's two ways of going. You hire someone with a kind of like a lead generation capacity, which is maybe a bit more refined, who who's working in that industry already and maybe does it on the side. Or, and it's creating that kind of inbound stuff by going, what what platform do I want to be active on? What content do I want to be putting out there? How's that going to work? I've tried inbound stuff on Instagram, died a death very quickly for me. So I, you know, Instagram is kind of like it's a place to keep my mum updated about what I'm doing, Uh, and it's kind of like a dumping ground for all of my other kind of content because all of the people that follow me on Instagram are other voice actors. So as long as I post about voice acting, it gets engagement. If it's anything tangential to that, it doesn't, and so it dies on its ass. You know, I keep that. I move that uh, content over to TikTok, or I move it over to LinkedIn does much better, gets me opportunities. So it's just yeah, being mindful of those things.
0: What do you wish you knew then that you know now?
3: Uh, I think that uh, there's no one way. There's no one way <laughs> of doing it. Everybody says, you know, this is the one thing. This is the the one way of being able to to, to do it. Uh, and there's, there is no one way. Um, and it is all to do with uh, you taking responsibility for your actions and your business ultimately. Um, that's not to say that it's it's easy because it really isn't. It really isn't easy. Uh, I think we kind of like forget quite how challenging it can be when you you are the sole business, viopreneur or whatever. Um, so I, I I I think my main thing is kind of like what's bearable, um, re- re- realistically for you because for some people. It, in all reality, the you know the concept of just sending out marketing email after marketing email after marketing email and you're a creative person and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you don't want to do that shit, and maybe that actually sucks the love out of the whole reason that you got started in the first place. So you've got two things you can do, two options that you can do: you can either get over that and keep doing the thing, uh you know copyright Mark Scott, which is perfectly valid and slash or you can go like is there something that you know works to a certain degree that you do love doing and do 10 times that amount because you love doing it okay Uh, Mm -hmm. and then through sheer quantity as long as you know that there is a rationale behind it (laughs) you know that you're not just screaming out into a void but if you love doing it in, in in a way then then go all in in that way rather than going oh but maybe i want to do this or maybe i want to do that or maybe i want to do the other thing i'll always be kind of about like you know direct marketing is the easiest way to have direct relationships with clients so if you know a website goes down you're not completely screwed yeah. uh, and that that that's always going to be perennially the the fear um uh, of all, of all of those uh, of all of those kind of things but there are different ways of doing it and, you know, I'm seeing that with results with LinkedIn and results with TikTok in the last year, I would say. The last six months with TikTok, the last year with LinkedIn. I mean, to be very specific, it's not like I'm drowning in jobs from inbound leads there. I probably get maybe a job every five, six weeks from LinkedIn. And I probably get, I mean, only recently as TikTok kind of like kicked off for me, but I've had like about three jobs Um, and I've been at it kind of consistently for about six or seven months. So, you know, in terms of the payoff, not crazy right now, but um, it start, that's starting to pick up as well. That's not going to replace my direct marketing anytime soon. But because I'm passionate about it and putting stuff out there, um, it's it, it seems to be finding a bit more of a balance. But I, I mean, going that there's no one way, just being honest with yourself in terms of like if, if there's a particular avenue, whether or not that's social media or direct marketing or something else where you're like, I just don't really want to touch it. Um, with a barge pole, the very idea of it makes me want to throw up. Then it's kind of like, be honest with yourself and go like, okay, well, what else can I get really fucking good at that I will yeah. do consistently? You know, would be would be the honest thing.
0: Well, sir, thank you for answering my questions and you're always a big help, so thank you That's for it, my taking pleasure. your time out
3: today. No, not at all. Very much. no, 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 my pleasure. Uh, I mean, hopefully uh, like in terms of, uh, I, I, I really, I just kind of say is Like keep an eye out on what other people are doing, and what what's interesting, what seems to get kind of like traction out there, and then learn learn from it, you know, imitate it, uh, in your own kind of terms. Try it on for size, see if it if it might kind of like work. And it's through that experimentation of kind of like doing that I think you can then kind of move forward and kind of make things on your own. But yeah, it's 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 not the most exciting part of the job. But it but if in order for us to keep being able to do the job consistently kind of got to do it in some way so so that's the only thing so um yeah um people are welcome to kind of like reach out to me in that respect you know if they have any questions and stuff and i'll I'll respond as and when i can so what did i
0: learn from today's conversation do not start outbound marketing unless you can deliver a consistent reliable sound you want your demos to match your sound as this is why the client wants to work with Direct marketing is when you contact a potential client and offer your services to them. Keep your direct marketing emails short and to the point. Put your unique selling points in the subject line and make the client want to read more. To maximize your inbound marketing, utilize all online mediums and repurpose content for different platforms. You want to make yourself seen and be memorable. Never stop. Marketing is part and parcel of the job and you will find yourself doing it more than not. Make sure you give yourself goals about how many clients you want to contact per day, week or even month. Thank you, Chris Tester, for sharing your knowledge, answering my questions and helping make this episode possible. Remember, marketing is like an onion and has many layers to it. I only managed to scratch the surface in this episode, so if you would like to find out more, please use for the sources and links in the show notes and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Looks like my time is up for this week. Signing out until next episode. Bye.